<clears throat> there it is again. <clears throat> Every time. And it's like, it's not there. It's not there when I... It's not there five seconds earlier. I've had this... Just when you open up that Congestion mic. for like, literally like four months now. Three months now. For a while, yeah. For a long time. I was sick. Mm-hmm. And I got better. Mm-hmm. But this has not gone away. No. It is crazy. Anyway, let's try this again. Hello and welcome to Monday afternoon on Columbo and Katie on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I am Tony Columbo. My partner is Katie Fitzpatrick and we have another packed day, week, month, everything, life year. for you today. So thank you for being with us. We are going to talk to Rob Carter. The newest member to the weekday lineup here at News Talk STL, the Rob Carter Show, is on every night at 8 p.m., 8 to 10 p.m., um, and which is amazing. We were already we, very proud of our live and local coverage here at News Talk STL. There are very few, I'm telling you this, just be, because of the industry, good, bad, or Indifferent, there are very few talk radio stations across the country that can be live and or local for as long as we are. Yep. It yep. is not it is not a normal thing anymore, which is I think is unfortunate. Yeah. Sad. It is but sad. Starting at five thirty in the morning with Mike Ferguson all the way until ten o'clock at night with Rob Carter. We are, we are live and or local. Mm-hmm. I won't hold it against Dan Bongino for not being local. I will. Because he is live. <laughs> so he- <laughs> I will, Dan. <laughs> Who do you think you are having Trump on? So, yeah. Uh, Rob has got some um, uh, has great conversations and some, uh, I, I think, very uh, important thoughts on everything happening in the news so looking forward to talking to rob that'll happen just about an hour from now a little less than an hour from now just after three o'clock and in about 40 minutes from now no about 30 minutes from now excuse me around 240 245 we are going to once again talk to america's favorite liberal mm-hmm. keith antone will join us i love talking to keith he, he stirs it up He'll say some things that you don't like. It's true. I guarantee you. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, I'd also surprise you with some things that uh, that you do like. And the reason I wanted to talk to Keith today is because, you know, we're full swing 2024 election season. We're the home for America's Sides 2024 here at News Talk STL. And Keith is right in the middle. I mean, he, he's a citizen of the city of St. Louis. He's obviously very active in St. Louis politics. So he is, I think, one of the best people possible to talk to about Cory Bush. Yes. The Cory Bush controversy mm-hmm. recently, and also the Cory Bush Wesley Bell election mm-hmm. race this year. So I want to get Keith's thoughts on specifically that race. Specifically, what's happening with Congresswoman Cori Bush, and then depending on time and direction of the conversation, we may also get into some uh, other topics. But I think Keith is going to be uh, somebody that we touch base with 
on a regular basis through this election season, specifically when it comes to that Corey Bush Wesley Bell race, because that thing is going to heat up. It's going to that's going to be mm-hmm. under the spotlight. Mm-hmm. That's going to be under the national spotlight. And he's got it. And he, uh, he's talked about Corey Bush many a time with us. Mm-hmm. He's got a very interesting perspective on her. Not a fan. And, and I think that he is not alone. With a lot of moderate Democrats that find themselves in St. Louis County or St. Louis City, I don't think he's alone with yeah. the way he feels about her. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm not trying to nitpick your words there, but I, I don't know that if he would call himself a moderate Democrat, yeah, yeah or a yeah. traditional Democrat, Democrat, maybe traditional. Yeah, I don't think he's so. for the. Yeah, I guess I don't think he's for the extremism of the squad. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said more of a yeah, moderate. Yeah, but probably yeah. traditional. Is, yeah. Yeah, because he's, I mean, he's a big fan of Joe Biden. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> a classic there's, liberal. There's no, some moderate, there's not, there's not very much moderation there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, looking forward to that conversation. Again, America's favorite liberal, Keith Antone, will join us about 2.45. Uh, Dan Bongino was talking on his show just a few minutes ago about the border bill. This is shaping up to be a just knock down drag out up on Capitol Hill. And it's once again putting the spotlight on the division in the Republican Party mm-hmm. because there, it, it, uh, uh, here we go again. There is a faction of Republicans that are very much against this bill. And there are Republicans that are saying, you know, hey, stop. Stop gumming up the works. Stop sacrificing progress for your own ideology and let's get something done. So the same, you know, this, the same conversation, the same issue that we've seen in D.C. in recent months and right here in the state of Missouri uh, with what's happening in Jeff City. So, uh, to give you the, the basics of the border bill, the opposition of, of the bill, Republican opposition, uh, is strong. Speaker Mike Johnson, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, House GOP Conference Chair Lee Stefanik, uh, all have come out, uh, today. And said consideration of the bipartisan border deal released yesterday, released last night, is, quote, a waste of time. In a joint statement, they said it is worse than the previous agreement and would be dead on arrival on the House floor and encouraged the Senate to reject it. Um, uh, Quote, among its many flaws, this is the letter that was sent by those four Republican leaders. Um It reads in part, quote, among its many flaws, the bill expands work authorizations for illegal aliens while failing to include critical asylum reforms. Even worse, its language allowing illegals to be released from physical custody would be effectively would 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 effectively endorse the Biden catch and release policy. The so-called shutdown authority in the bill is anything but riddled with loopholes that grant far too much discretionary authority to Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Mm. who has proven he will exploit every measure possible in defiance of the law to keep the border open, unquote. Uh, In the Senate, Senator Steve Daines, chair of the Senate GOP campaign arm, said today he would not support the bipartisan border deal uh, unveiled last night as part of a larger supplemental funding package that also aids Ukraine, Israel, and other foreign policies. 
he said, quote, I can't support a bill that doesn't secure the border, provides taxpayer funded lawyers to le- illegal immigrants and gives billions to radical open borders groups. I'm a new Donald Trump called the bill a political gift to Democrats and President Joe Biden in an election year. Uh, a couple other details that have been pointed out uh, by the opposition to the bill. It doesn't reinstate stay in Mexico, uh, which yeah, is yeah, has yeah. been a must. The remain in Mexico. Yeah, yeah that's got to be yeah, a must. remain in Mexico um, uh, rule. That has been a deal breaker, a that's must huge. for a lot of conservatives and a lot of Republican lawmakers. This is not that is not in the bill. And it allows the president to restrict the number of asylum applicants at ports of entry if illegal crossings exceed five thousand five thousand people per day on average. But it still processes at least fourteen hundred applicants daily while speeding up the asylum process. So we could shut it down. Once 5,000 people have come in that day. The number should be zero. The numbers, I mean, and I know I know that that's also not going to happen. But first of all, if you are a House Republican and you are someone that has been advocating for the impeachment of Mayorkas, you better not be okay with this bill. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying that if this is coming down to the wire and it's saying it's giving him more power, it's giving him more leverage, command, control, whatever it it takes. And if you are a House GOP member, your ass better be voting for impeachment and not be okay with this bill. That's number one. Number two, remain in Mexico. I couldn't agree. We just, we talked to Mark Lauder about this last week. Yeah. Mark Lauder, who has worked on political campaigns, just did it for Trump in 2020, said it is a must. That is the only way that Republicans win or get something done is that whenever we have something that like that, where people we're trying to Mark Lauder said this, the idea is to make it um, not uh, applicable, not willing. They should not be able to even have the idea to yeah. come into the United States because they're going to have to be detained. They shouldn't in be Mexico. encouraged. Correct. They're going to even. Be, Make the trek. Totally. Because they're going to be detained in Mexico for two years yep. or three years or four years. That's the point. Mm-hmm. It's It doesn't. So you're telling me that this bipartisan bill is saying 5,000 people can still be let into this country. What are we? De- what's the deterrent? What are we telling people and then to not if come I'm, here for? If I read it right and I was reading directly from the bill, I was kind of going back and forth between these statements and trying to read the bill. And I certainly didn't read the whole thing. And I certainly didn't spend enough time to you know study every word but if i understand it right the 5000 that 5000 number is also discretionary that's when we can shut it down oh so but we don't have to so it really doesn't matter yeah that's the number where we can now uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, so it doesn't matter very honest you know like again let me i that's the way i understand it i could be wrong i have to i Still learning with with everyone else, but what are the net positives of this bill? Well, okay, quite a great question. The lead Republican negotiator for the Senate border security bill, Senator James Lankford from Oklahoma, who I've interviewed personally a multiple couple of times uh, back in the day, Mm -hmm. and thought highly of uh, from those couple of of conversations that I had with him but he is the he is the main voice the lead republican voice 
supporting this bill, he responded to widespread criticism of the bill, arguing it will create a faster and stronger system of deportation and will flip the script on Biden's immigration policy. I'm going to read what he says, but this bill is widely supported by Democrats, Chuck Schumer, the White House. I I find it hard to believe that Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer are supporting a bill that, quote, flips the script mm-hmm. on their current mm-hmm. or system. fast tracks deportation. But to be fair, Senator Lankford says, quote, are we as Republicans going to have press conferences and complain the border is bad and then intentionally leave it open after the worst month in American history in December. Now we've got to actually determine, are we going to just complain about things or are we going to actually address and change as many things as we can? That's a key sentence. I'll get back to it. Okay. If I go back to, if I go back two months ago and say we had a shot under a Democrat president to dramatically increase detention beds, deportation flights, lock down the border, to be able to change the asylum laws, to be able to accelerate the process, no one would have believed it. And now, no one actually wants to be able to fix it. I don't want to even debate it. I don't want to discuss it. We have to decide, as Republicans, what are we going to actually do about the border, leave it open, or actually leave it closed? Langford said that a critically misunderstood portion of the bill stems from how illegal crossings would be handled. He explained, here's that 5,000 person thing. This authority is a 5,000 person authority to say, if you get to 5,000, which we've been at every single day, except for seven in the last four months, that it completely closes the border down. It deports everyone. It changes the paradigm from right now. What the Biden administration is doing is catching and releasing everyone to actually catching and deporting everyone. It literally flips the script. But when he says that it deports everyone, I can't understand. He he, uh, he has to be talking about after the 5,000 people because 5,000 people can, it can be processed in a day. Yeah. It doesn't go back and say, oh, there's been 5,000 processed today. Now, all of you that as soon as the 5,000 and first person steps in, uh, everybody else that just got processed is now deported. That's not what it says. No. So I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm not sure that that makes any sense to me that now that they're all deported and it flips the script. Uh, and I want to go back to that sentence uh, where he said, Quote, now we've got to actually determine, are we going to just complain about things or are we going to actually address and change as many things as we can? And I think that's where the issue comes in. And this is where the issue has come in with in so many other areas that we have talked about recently. Um, do we. Is the right thing to. Get a little bit. And move on or. Hold strong and say, no, just because this is 15% better than the old bill, and I'm not saying this is because I'm not sure that it is, but even if it was, if there's a list of, if we have 10 demands and we get two of them, is that enough to go, okay, well, we got two things. We wanted 10. We got 20%. 
The answer is no. The answer is yes from somebody like Senator Lankford. And this is why... This is why the Missouri Freedom Caucus was created. And the, and, this and the, is why the, United, the National yeah, Freedom Caucus, caucus yeah, was created. You're exactly right. Because th- th- the rest of us that don't get to go up to Jeff City or don't get to go up to the, to the United States Capitol, the rest of us that just sit here and listen to things like this, in our hearts and in our minds say, no, this is not good enough. In fact, I, I don't. Out of all the things that you read that were supposed to be a net positive, none of them are positive enough for me. None of them are life-changing, altering, not like it's going to be when we let 5,000 people in a day. That's going to change some things. That's going to change St. Louis. That's going to change the state of Missouri. So when we're talking about the big things, at least one big thing needs to be changed. And not one big thing is changed in there. It's all small, dinky, wonky, dorky types of things. And, and a lot of it is also left up to the discretion of of Mayorkas and yes. Biden. Uh, which, like it gives why? them the tools to, it gives them some tools to tighten things up it's if not they enough. determine to use them. It's not enough. Yeah. And now the rest of us are sitting here saying it's not enough. Who are the people that are going to stand up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to put our foot down. Yeah. This is why these things are created. And the problem and, and what everybody needs to keep in mind and remember throughout this process, that if they did do this, they're done. They're going to check the border off the box. Oh, totally. And, and they're going to say, hey, we did it. it we passed the border bill. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to something else. So if anybody is saying, because I've heard them say, I've heard some, I've heard this argument also like, well, get this now, get a little bit now and then keep working toward, and then, you know, you can get more down the line. There's no down the line. No, there's no down the line. This is going to be, this is check the box and move on for as far as this Congress, this Senate, this house is concerned. This is it because it includes, because another problem with it, because it's not just a border bill. It includes all the funding for Ukraine and Israel and everything. So once it's done, you're all not, of that. All of that is done, and you're not going to go back. And which is why the why you what war funding needs to be separate does not need to be part of this bill. Oh, we passed a border bill. What's in it? Sixty million dollars for a war in the Middle East. What? <laughs> what does that have to do with our southern border? I, I mean, policy wise, I know what it has to do with the southern border. Uh, Politically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the implications of it. Uh, so this is going to be bad deal. Yeah. This is going to be uh, explosive. This is going to be a knockdown drag out between two factions of the Republican Party and obviously the the, the Democrats mm-hmm. and Joe Biden and Trump and all of it. So we'll continue to keep an eye on every second of it. And perfect timing. As we're talking about the southern border, there is more information, a new story out about the migrants who fled to California after beating up the New York police officers and the literal life of luxury that they are leading, the charmed life that they are leading while we let them out of jail, don't hold them no bail. Let you let them travel around the country. Yeah, I'm going to read you this new report uh, when we get back. Also, got some information about Nikki Haley and new stuff from her campaign. 
And we're going to dig into some of those uh, local issues and local races with Keith Antone at about 2.45. Lots to talk about on a busy Monday here on Columbo and Katie on 1019-941 News Talk STL. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Those Smashing Pumpkins were a big deal, obviously, in the 90s. But they were always, at least I felt like, they were always considered like one step down from like the elite bands. Mm -hmm. Like Pearl Jam and Nirvana, like that, you know, were the... They were the headliners. Yeah, they were the 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 image of the '90s and that whole grunge rock movement. But as time has progressed, Smashing Pumpkins stands. Yeah, stands. That that and still going, love still going them. strong. You know the a band that was big '90s and big early 2000s that I only like maybe two songs from that everyone's obsessed with. Mariah Carey. The freaking Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like... You think they're overrated? Overrated, overplayed since I was a kid. Doesn't mean that they're not a good band. They are a good band. What do you think think I'm going to say? What? They're great. I totally agree with you. What? One thousand percent. Oh my God. This is... We're going to have a great week. Ding, ding. I think the Chili Peppers are... I think they're a a great band. I don't think that they've... I think that everything that they have, all the accolades that they have achieved, they are... is deserved. And, you know, their big claim to fame is that they... they they constantly evolve and change their style and all of that. And, and, you know, like, oh, you know, Chili Peppers, you know... Do they? They they do. (laughs) They do. But that's not always good. I feel sometimes like, they evolve into something that is, d- doesn't sound very good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Should maybe go like, back to the one uh, that did. And every time I turn on the station that plays them, it's always them. Like every time I go yeah. in the car, it's become like a running joke between David and I. Like I'll get yeah. in the car and I'll have the station on, and David is like, "You'll never guess who's because playing. they have a million singles to play." They, yeah, you're right. You're right. I actually completely agree with you. There we go. I like this. I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I they are they're down the list. Smashing. They're pumpkins. not up there with yeah. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, and totally. that group. <laughs> it is going to be a good week. It's good. We We're did starting it. Starting off, not arguing. <laughs> strong, <laughs> strong week. <clears throat> the migrants who fled after allegedly beating. Do we have to say that still? Really? Yeah. Because allegedly. it's not been. Convicted in a court of law. Do we still have to say allegedly beating New York police officers? Not me. It's I on, saw what I saw. It's Yeah, it's on camera. Yeah, I saw what I saw. Migrants who fled after allegedly beating New York City police use stolen phones to buy cars, pools, land, everything they want back home. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This story just keeps getting oh worse and worse. But you know what? Good. Because it's it's all the people that say like, you know, oh, you, why, you're just being racist or you're being na- nationalist or, you know, what anti-immigrant you know, since you want to close the borders. Like this, this encapsulates all of the reasons why mm-hmm. it is so important. Mm-hmm. So it's good that all of this is coming to the surface. 
The illegal immigrants who fled to California after allegedly assaulting a pair of New York City police officers are part of a wider conspiracy of stealing phones to make lavish purchases in their home countries, according to a brand new report from the New York Post. A police source told the Post that the illegal immigrants routinely steal phones and use the Apple Pay and credit card information inside the phones to purchase cars, pools, and other luxuries in their home countries. Quote, they're buying cars back in Ecuador and Venezuela, the police source told the New York Post. Continuing the quote, they're putting pools in their homes there. All this money is going back and forth. That's why the larcenies are getting out of control. It's unbelievable what they're doing, unquote. Four men involved in that attack. There were seven total. Four of them, as we reported last week, had uh, their bus tickets to California to get away from everything paid for by taxpayer dollars. Isn't that nice? We talked about it last week. It was it was being reported as a that they were using fake names to uh, to get on to board those buses that were being provided by a church group. Well, here's more information on that. The city's Office of Emergency Management has been supplying travel vouchers to migrants who approach participating nonprofit groups like a church and ask for help leaving New York City. According to this, again, all according to law enforcement sources talking to the New York Post. These vouchers can be used for various means of transportation, including buses. A handful of the suspects in the attack on the police officers after being freed without bail are believed to have swapped immigration numbers with other people at their shelter and used the misappropriated identities to obtain those vouchers and tickets under fake names to get on those bus, that bus and flee to California. Again, this is all according to law enforcement in New York City. Horrible. Governor Kathy Holchel, a day late and a dollar short to this party, now says she wants to speak with Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg about why most of the suspects were released without bail and said prosecutors should have kept them in jail. Where were you, Governor? This is... Let me read her quote, and then I want and then, then go. Uh, Governor Hochul said, quote, certainly an assault on a police officer is bail eligible. Yeah, you'd think. Mm. There are over 100 crimes that can also lead to deportation, and so that is also something I want to have a conversation with the district attorney about. His options in this case. Where were you while they were in custody? This was and last week. Where? How was that not applied by the district attorney? If this is one of the obvious charges that doesn't fall under the no bail policy, how is it not applied when it happened? And yeah. why did it take a to your point? A week. Why did it take a week for the governor to say, "Hey, shouldn't have let them out." Or, hey, this is wrong. I mean, what's not only does it send a message to the rest of the United States that things are absolutely out of control. We already knew it. But now this is further evidence. What message does it send to law enforcement? The NYPD. You think more people are going to start to volunteer or not volunteer, excuse me, but have a job 
Do you think more people are going to want to go to the police academy, the police force in New York and protect people when they're getting their butt beat by illegal immigrants at a taxpayer funded shelter? You think that that's going to happen whenever you're letting more people into the sanctuary city in New York? No, it's not. I just it's the leadership. This is top down. The leadership set horrible examples for the rest of us. We have to sit here and and. We have to sit here and listen to someone a day late, a dollar short, just like you said, respond to something that should have been lickety split. And these people got off, paid zero, didn't have to be held for more than a day, even if that, maybe a few hours, and didn't have to pay a dime. No bail. Bye-bye. Now they're gone. It's ridiculous. This is laughable. Mm -hmm. Going back to that last segment, we were talking about the border bill and all the controversy and and internal debate surrounding it this case should be just this this case should be exhibit one for everybody that is fighting for strict border policies to be passed not something that gets you a little and everybody can say we did something and then move on no strict strict impactful policy that will make a difference this should be exhibit number one when, when i don't know i know you're like a go sports mm-hmm. kind of lady yep. but uh like there's a there's a common and we were taught this <clears throat> when i played high school football you know when you're uh when you're winning a game by a whole lot and the other team's trying to talk trash you just point at the scoreboard instead of like instead of getting involved in a back and forth argument with the other team or somebody else, just point at the scoreboard Smart. because you're winning by so much. When anybody is fighting for the Biden border policies, instead of saying anything, they should just point at this case. Mm-hmm. This should be the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Just point at this and because th- this makes your argument for you without saying a word. Absolutely. This is why things need to be. And there's and the sad thing is, is that there's thousands of these exact type of stories across the country. This isn't these aren't the only guys yeah, that have unique that have taken advantage completely of the immigration system and gotten away with it and gotten in, in have more freedoms and rights than Ameri- than American citizens that can break the law with no consequences unlike actual American citizens. There's a there's many of these. This is just one that has caught Everybody's attention. Also, take into consideration who your governor is, because the way that she is responding and the way that she is acting and how late to the game that she actually came and said something, probably didn't say anything to law enforcement, didn't really seem like didn't really that she cared. She didn't care. Look and evaluate your governor and see who you and see who that person is and how they react to something like this. Your state. Your state, the biggest city in the country, is under the national spotlight. It's the biggest story nationally for a week. And you're the governor, and it takes you that long. It takes you a week. With a lame response? Yeah. Just come out and, like, I mean, that was just like, I'm going to come out and say the right things. Not good. I, I'm going to let it, I'm going to allow it all to happen. I'm going to let all the bad things happen. 
and then I'm going to come out a week later and say the right thing so I can so I can tell the voters and I can campaign that, you know, I said I said the right thing, but you waited a week and you didn't do anything. Delayed response. You just came out and said what people want to hear. Totally. All right. We are going to shift to some local news and some local issues, specifically regarding the upcoming 2024 elections. We're going to talk to America's favorite liberal, Keith Antone. He is uh, very involved in St. Louis politics, and I want to talk to Keith about Congresswoman Cori Bush and her current controversy and the charges against her uh, improperly using uh, funds, campaign money to pay her husband for security. Uh, and also want to talk to him about that race, the Cory Bush Wesley Bell congressional race. So we'll get into all of that and more with Keith Antone next on Colombo and Katie. For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie. <laughs> All right, that's our last laugh. Yeah. This last one I got. Some of the uh, off-air conversations are very important and, you know, have a lot to do with the show and keep us moving in the right direction. And some are just some stupid. Don't. <laughs> some don't, some yeah. Some don't. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie. We're going to talk to Rob Carter, uh, the brand new member to the weekday lineup here at News Talk STL. The Rob Carter Show is uh, every night, 8 to 10 p.m. here on News Talk STL. Every weeknight, 8 to 10 p.m. So looking forward to that conversation. And right now, joining us on the line, it's been far too long since we talked to America's favorite liberal, Keith Antone. Keith, my friend, how are you? I am well. Happy New Year to you and Katie. Glad that you finally got me on. I thought I owed you money. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Well, yeah, and uh, welcome to the uh, crazy election season. And uh, I promise it won't be this long again because I'd like to check in with you on a regular basis as we go through this year because, uh, you know, Keith is a Democrat political strategist in St. Louis and we're we're going to be, you know, this is a big, big election between uh, Cory Bush and Wesley Bell. Obviously, Congresswoman Bush is uh, in the news and under the spotlight for other reasons as well. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I plan on uh, leaning on your expertise when it comes to especially Democrat politics in the city of St. Louis as we go through this thing. Because, Keith, I, I think this is obviously a very important race for our area, but like I said, I think this is going to be one of the the races that is highlighted nationally as we go through this uh, election coverage. Do you do you agree? Oh, I agree one hundred percent. I mean, the first congressional district is is uh, is a very uh, it will be a hotly uh, contested uh, uh, contest, and um, and 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 I think uh, and rightfully so. And, and so, in full disclosure. You know, I am uh, very, very, very good friends with uh, uh, with Wesley Bell. I helped out on his campaign when he unseated Bob uh, McCullough. Uh, and uh, I will probably be doing some things on this one as well. So uh, I want to say in full disclosure, he is a very good friend. 
and um, and I don't agree with uh, with the Cory Bush uh, uh, politics. I just I just don't. And so that's why anybody that runs against her, I'm probably going to be with them. Keith, what is it about uh, for you and maybe other Democrat voters in the city of St. Louis that uh, they're, they're the biggest problems with Congresswoman Bush? Has she taken it too far left? Is it too extreme? Is the squad? You know, for approach. Me, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. What, what's the yeah. what's the what's the issue? For me, it's too far left. It, it, it really is. And I, and I don't see where her politics line up with my in uh, her priorities. I mean, I, I, I see I think she is uh, she was a phenomenal um, uh, protester and, um, and, and 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 getting out there. And she brought a lot of light to the Michael Brown situation. I thought she did good and I thought she was phenomenal. But 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 you know, uh, just right now, her and in the, the whole squad and their whole thing, you know, the grandstanding she did about the homeless and sleeping on the steps and 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 just it seems a little self centered to me, um, and I don't I don't think it it lines up with with with, with my politics, right? And so uh, again, I think she's a hell of a protester and and. And, and community leader, and I think that's what she needs to go back to. Keith, I know you and I, uh, we can find many areas where we we disagree, but I don't think that you have ever been a defund the police uh, Democrat, and that is something, obviously, the Cori Bush has, has, uh, has been a highlight of, of her campaigns. And then, sort of ironically, she is now under uh, speculation and investigation for spending a whole bunch of money for uh, protection that, that that the police are you know provide the citizens of her city that she's uh, speaking against. What do you make of this investigation into Cory Bush? And does it is it another, in your opinion, um, it, it kind of add to the the pile of reasons why she might not be the right person for to represent the city of St. Louis? Well. Well, well, and, and let, let me let me be very, very clear. I, I, I don't think. I mean, she's probably had, and she's she's probably right. She's probably had more death wishes than any other first congressional congressperson. But you, you know, I, I, and, and 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 I think it's okay. Me personally, I mean, uh, 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 Lacey Clay paid his sister hundreds of thousands of dollars to do uh, 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 campaign work. I think it's okay. But when it's above, over and above, fair market reported, value, mm-hmm. fair market value, reportedly. Now I yep. don't, I'm not a specialist, in right? That, but, but that's what the charges all, say. Yes, all, all that's what the charges say. And for them to be able to bring charges, I mean, you know, uh, I just think that you know that, that 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 you have to do things that look that appear to be ethical, right? She she deserves to have uh, uh, for her campaign to 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 have you know security. Absolutely, I, I believe, you know. But 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 to me, from what I'm reading, that's what they're saying. I, that's not a problem with me. Let me just say this: that's not why I, you know, am supporting uh, uh, Wesley Bell or anybody. That is not, you know. That's I mean that's it's out there, mm-hmm. but that's not why. Why would I have a problem with? So what we, I have a problem. Is is the defunding yeah, the, the whole defund defunding the, the the police and and her and her stance on that? That's what I got a problem with, you know. And and then you know uh, back when you know it was her and uh, the, uh, Tim Gardner and, and that whole group with you know talking about you know not shut, you know shutting down the the workhouse. I mean you know those those kind of things. I, I you know that's what 
that's what gets under my skin. You know what? I'm, I'm you brought up Kim Gardner. I didn't mean I didn't mean to even ask you about this. And we only got a couple minutes left, so um, like I said, I want to get you back on soon and regularly to dig into this to these issues. But you, you mentioned Kim Gardner. What are your thoughts on Gabriel on Gabe Gore? Do you feel like he has been a a, a, a positive uh, and a replacement for Kim Gardner, and things are much better under his leadership? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've known Gabe uh, for a number of years, um, known of his work. I mean, I, I, I don't have his personal sale. We're not buddies. We're not golfing together and eating lunch. <laughs> but 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 I but but I like what I see. I like the hires. Uh, 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 Marvin Tier coming back, who, who is a very, very good friend. Uh, and Keith Williamson, who is a very, very good friend. I think he's made some good hires. I think Gabe is a good, solid choice. Uh, I applauded that choice when he, when, when, when the governor picked him. I don't think he could have found anybody better with that pedigree and that, and, and, and that, you know, uh, his skill set. And, and, and he's doing a phenomenal job, in my opinion. Now, uh, I think he, he's announced that he's running. I don't know who's running against him, but he'll have all the votes in my house. I can tell you that. Great stuff. It's great to hear your voice, and uh, we've got uh, we've got to get you back on very soon because I want to dig into some of these uh, some of these issues, and specifically this Wesley Bell Corey Bush race as we go through this year. Thanks for the insight, as always, my friend. If people want to keep up with you in the meantime, what are all the best ways? Social media, if they want to keep up with uh, Keith Antone. <laughs> On all social platforms, at Keith Antone, and usually standing out on North Kings Highway waiting on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he is America's favorite liberal, Keith. Thanks so much for your time, Thank my you. friend. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great stuff there from America's favorite liberal, Keith Antone. This is going to be... It's going to be a big one. This it is. Gonna be, it's going to be really interesting to see the support. And I think, you know, I think it's a litmus test. For squad members across the country. The city of St. Louis is a very Democrat, progressive city. And if the voters in St. Louis are saying we are done with that squad approach to things, I think that's a message being sent across the country. All right, we're going to continue the conversation with Rob Carter next on Colombo and Katie.